Hello, and thank you for finding the Real Estate Playbook. We're your hosts, Cassie and Sean, and we are two Virginia-based property professionals ready to bust myths while we bust a gut reliving the many milestones and mishaps of the real estate investment and management world. Join in with us as we share the local news and market trends impacting our communities and real estate opportunities, divvying out real estate tips and investment angles along the way. With this show, you'll have fun tackling property investment and management one story, pun intended, at a time. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Playbook. We're your hosts, Cassie and Sean, and today we're going to be talking about the rise of the unintentional landlord, assumption loans, and so much more. We hope you're having a good day, and we're glad you're here to join us. Hey, everybody. We'll go ahead and get started right off the bat. I know everyone's freaking out a little bit. The Fed has been very active. And on Wednesday, they decided to raise rates three quarters of a point. That is the largest increase since 1994. Uh, some of you are listening may not have even been alive then, and others probably didn't own real estate then. So we're going to kind of dive into that and let you guys know what our thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely interesting seeing these interest rates rise at such a fast pace. I know it's kind of a little, I I know we're all sick of the word unprecedented, but it's definitely something that we're not used to, especially, I mean, I was only born in 87. So young people like me. So you didn't own a house in 1994? (laughs) I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, My family owned the house I lived in. I did not own it. (laughs) So there has been mixed messages depending on what news source you listen to or what web page you land on if a recession is coming or if it's not. We are not here to discuss that. We cannot see the future. But what we're going to talk about is the actions that you can take if you've purchased real estate in the last one to two years. What has happened is that we were absolutely in a seller's market and you had to be aggressive to get the deal, which meant uh, paying well over asking price, which means well over appraised value, bringing cash to the table. So a lot of folks may be underwater. And what does that mean in the event a recession hits? Uh, how will that affect your pocketbook in the event you need to sell your property in the future? So we're going to tell you a few options. So I've already started getting these calls just last week. There are people who bought last year. You know, there were the people bringing 25000 50000 over asking to win these bids. And it's great if you've got your dream home that you're going to live in forever, or if you're just never letting go of this property and it can continue to appreciate for you to, of course, buy back all of that you put into it. However, some people might have to move. I know we're in a large military town. And of course, without having the equity to sell, you need to rent as, you know, an additional option. Now, what we're seeing is, of course, the rent values, even though they've skyrocketed the past year, I know we touched in the last episode about it raising 12% in the first quarter. That doesn't always mean it's going to cover the mortgage, especially if you came out super strong with your offers and you ended up paying way over asking for a property. So with that, When your rent doesn't cover your mortgage, I do like to reiterate, again, I know we've spoken about this on past podcasts, but if you're a new listener, 
it's not the end of the world and it's not necessarily the worst thing. So let's just say there's a $200 difference between your mortgage and the rent value. That is still somebody else paying down your principal on that property. So it's an asset that you get to keep while someone else pays it down. And yes, you have to pay into it. But if you just think of it like a bank account, let's just say you're putting $200 into the savings account, eventually it'll reach maturity and you can sell it and get your money back. And at the rate that homes do appreciate, you should be able to get a good cash payout eventually when you do sell it. But until then, just continue to rent it. And eventually those two lines will come to a point where you can sell it, get your money back and more. That's an excellent point. Uh, you look at it as a, as just an additional monthly bill. I know that might be a, a tight pill to swallow, but like Cassie was touching on, let's say that that mortgage payment that you agreed to was $1,800 a month and you have to pay 200 of it. Well, the other 1,600 is being paid by the tenant and paying off the debt because you're underwater. So leverage that. I know it's a little bit of an inconvenience to have that additional bill monthly, but you're leveraging getting someone else to pay down that mortgage on your behalf. I just want to put that into the minds of people so that you have that before you give us a call. So, you know, um, cause I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be preaching this for the next couple of years to come as things start to balance out and go back to normal. And I know you said, we're not really going to talk about it, but I know that everybody yelling recession, recession. I personally, again, I'm not a psychic. If you want one, call Miss Cleo. I don't see a recession so much coming as just the market balancing. So does Miss Cleo still take phone calls? I don't know. We'll look, we'll Google her you later. We'll get you her number. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, I, I, want, I want her to tell me my future. So let's give her a buzz. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that, those are all great points. Uh, so what, what happens in a lot of instances is, is that, uh, we call this accidental landlord. You never had any intention to become a landlord, but for these circumstances that have occurred, you now may be required to become a landlord or risk uh, losing uh, a good amount of money. And we don't want that for anyone. So we would love to show you how we can turn this property into an investment and leverage that tenant to pay that debt down on your behalf. If you're speaking to your real estate agents, feel free to have them contact us directly. I'm sure your real estate agent is great, but a lot of real estate agents do not dip their toes into property management and may not have the experience that we do. So we can absolutely talk with you and your agent all at the same time. I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Miss Cleo actually died in 2016. So so did she predict that? I would love to know if she <laughs> predicted that she was going to pass and you could not call her after 2016. She probably saw it coming. So maybe we can go into some of her later forecasts or predictions <laughs> about the 2022 though. markets. Hey, don't talk on Nostradamus. <laughs> it's got a lot of good stuff out there. Okay. So another thing we wanted to touch on was uh, assumable mortgages. We're starting to get those questions. We're not quite out of the seller's market yet. We're still seeing low market time, low inventory. So I would still call it a seller's market, even though it is evening out as Cassie had stated, but we are getting questions about assuming mortgages. Right now, there isn't a whole lot of benefit for a seller to offer an assumable mortgage. It's, it takes longer. However, when this market does start to even out, it becomes a great selling tool. So if your mar- if your property is sitting on the market and you do have a low interest rate, you can offer an assumable mortgage. Now, of course, you have to make sure that your lender provided that it was an assumable mortgage. This will be on your closing disclosure when you close your deal, or you can talk to your loan officer that originally closed and they can uh, guide you as well. Be advised that typically VA All VA loans are assumable if they have their VA rights. Most FHA loans are assumable. Conventional loans are not. 
So also for those of you out there buying homes now, pay attention to that on your closing disclosure at the table so you know your options in the future. Because like Sean said, we don't have Miss Cleo here anymore to tell us if Rest in peace. If the market where it's going to be in a couple of years when you do decide to sell. So what does an assumable mortgage look like? Essentially, what it is, is you take over the loan in the event it is assumable at the rate that these buyers got them a couple of years ago. They were getting amazing rates. Some of the VA rates were two and a half, two and a quarter, three, three and a quarter. I mean, that is 50%, even 65% lower than today's market. So what happens is you take over their existing loan. And you pay them out the equity, typically in cash. Uh, you may be able to pull a second loan, but we do not want to uh, stress that because that is very difficult to do. Uh, majority of the time, you have to have the cash on hand. So, for example, the loan has two hundred thousand on it at two point seven five percent, but the house is worth three hundred thousand. You pay one hundred thousand cash to the seller and assume their mortgage of two hundred thousand at two point seven five percent. This will save you a dramatic amount of money for the life of the loan in, in interest. It depends on the, the loan term that remains, but I guarantee you it will save you a dramatic amount. We went on uh, Lending Tree. We have the, the link here, and there were some pros and cons for a suitable mortgage. First, of course, bro, we just talked about low interest rates. Uh, second, fewer closing costs. You're not originating a new loan, so there won't be as many uh, closing cost fees. No appraisal if you're paying the cash. Now, if you are pulling that second mortgage, if that is a possibility to do so, there would be an appraisal on that. And of course, you're taking on less debt. Uh, I'll let Cassie go over the cons and we can discuss those. So some of the cons when it comes to assuming a loan is, of course, you're going to have a little bit higher of a down payment. So instead of your, mm. you know, three and a half percent, five percent, 10 percent, even 20 percent down, like he said, if they're uh, the example of the two hundred thousand dollar home, but there's, you know, one hundred thousand in equity, you're bringing one hundred thousand to the table to close instead of, you that know, is your down payment. instead yes. of 20 grand on a 20 percent. There are going to be credit and income requirements. Most sellers aren't going to agree to sell to you via assumption unless you meet the lender's credit and income requirements because, you know, the lender likely wouldn't release the loan from them because of that continuing liability. So you want to make sure you've got a strong income and credit stature, I guess would be Mm. the word I'm looking for um, when it comes to assuming loans. And then you're going to need a note for VA borrowers. So um, if you're selling a house with a VA-backed mortgage through Assumption, your VA loan entitlement won't be available until the assumed loan is paid off unless the buyer is a qualifying veteran um, with entitlement. So yeah, definitely talk to your loan officer about that. Uh, that's going to be uh, very important to sellers that they are going to want to clear their VA entitlement so they can buy another home. And you're going to make sure that your VA entitlement is taken over there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there are always potential fees. Um, So you may be required to pay down loan assumption fees or ongoing mortgage insurance payments. And then if you want to look at, they have different tables and charts on the website. So if you just go to lendingtree.com, we'll have the link, of course, available to you and check out any other resources they have when it comes to assuming loans. One additional note that could be either a pro or a con, depending on your situation, both buyer and seller, is that assumptions take longer. So your typical closing start to finish is 30 to 45 days. Assumptions are 90 to 120 days. That might be beneficial. That might hurt you. But just keep that, bear that in mind that it will take two to three times longer than an actual residential closing. Good stuff. Yes. So <laughs> if you guys are trying to get creative, that's what we do here. We do we do creativity. We show you how to keep that property and turn it into an investment 
or get you out from under it in the event you just have no desire to be a landlord. So we have we have ways to do that. Feel free to reach out to us. If you have an agent, feel free to have the agent reach out to us. We're happy to help. Yep. And our number again, if you ever need to reach us is 757-272-1616. That is 757-272-1616. And as always, you can always go to our website, rwhamptonroads.com. Check us out and give us a call. Happy Father's Day out there to all those dads and happy Father's Day to all those moms that do the dad's part. (laughs) Thanks for that. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, y'all, you stay blessed and we will see you on the next podcast. Peace and love. Thanks for stopping by the Real Estate Playbook. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing and recommend it to your friends. Please email us at sevasales at renterswarehouse.com. That's S-E-V-A, sales at renterswarehouse.com with any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss. And please give us a follow on social media. Join us next time as we continue to tackle property investment and management one story at a time. See you later.